Do you suffer from ED? It's okay to admit it. Even near-immortal races like yours are getting older. Once, elves with ear droop had little recourse. Unsightly toothpicks, headbands and clothespins, ear starch. Now there's lethalaxis. Lethalaxis brings the natural stiffness of the proud elven race back to its most distinguishing characteristic. Taking lethalaxis regularly can help keep your tips erect when you need it most. And that's important to appearing haughty and superior when lording it over the lesser races. Don't let gravity defeat you, proud elven elder. All it takes is one forest green pill a day. Lethalaxis. It's like a little bit of Eldar magic in your mouth. Elves experiencing painful ear tip erection or extended ear tip stiffness lasting longer than four hours should cease taking lethalaxis immediately and consult your healer. Hello, welcome to the latest episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D. I am the Dungeon Master of the Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D, Jason Onspach, the author of Galaxy's Edge, Galactic Outlaws. And with me is a, a cadre of authors and also a publisher. And we're ready to roll some dice today, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We is. Yeah. 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 Is. Or someone's going to roll dice for In me. your case, yeah. Hollywood. Yeah, because mobsters broke both my hands. <laughs> so how are you driving <laughs> with his feet? He doesn't. He, uh, don't well, ask. I, I'm I'm in the trunk and the mobsters. Are <laughs> me, but I'm so are... committed to D and D that I'm willing to play right up to my my having to take my own hole. In the if if that's the way to go, that's the way to go. That's how he, he could went. Have called nine one one. He called his gaming group instead. <laughs> so here's what happened. Here's degree. what happened last time for our listeners, maybe for just joining us. They had entered a nice box canyon and fought their way past some giant skeletons, and they heard a booming in the distance. And as they investigated, they found that this booming was coming from a tree, like the only living thing in the entire canyon. And so being um, natural adventurers, they lit the tree on fire, and uh, that caused... (laughs) <laughs> that caused uh, an attachment of goblins to spring up from trapdoors around the tree. Two of them started to uh, do what they could to beat out the fire, and the others, we left the show, were menacing you with their, their pikes and their swords, growling and slathering. Now, this is where we're starting off. They are not charging on you. They seem to almost be forming a defensive line. And so the goblins have formed a line. There's ten of them. They formed a line between you and the tree, and you have the ability to engage. Uh, you could also move to your right down another uh, prong in the canyon, or you can move directly behind you uh, and go around the bend of that canyon. And so, party, what do you want to do? Um, I, I offer up the uh, 
the, the option that I do, I have it written in my character sheet. I do speak orc and I do believe goblins speak orc. And what would we do with So in that case, in that case, <laughs> well, we could talk to in them. In that case, Proteus, you know that they are, uh, they're using various, uh, goblin insults about your family and your sisters and, oh, yeah, and, and, and your mother. Um, uh, and they're telling you to stay back. Well, they, I, I, I speak orc, not goblin, so they're probably, I probably just can infer that. Right. You, you get the gist okay. of it. Okay. All right, then. The greatest trick a DM can ever play is to polymorph a 10th level fighter. Uh oh. I will polymorph a 10th level fighter. That's a great trick. <laughs> this bad Wi Fi in the yeah, trunk. That's, that's what's going on. So, uh, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to engage? It's going to be up to you, it looks can, like. Can, uh, can, can I suggest before we do anything that, uh, my wizardly that, intelligence, uh, uh, tells me that these goblins, if we uh, attack them, more will come. No like doubt about it. Goblins. So if we're looking for a fight we can't win, we're going to uh, definitely enter it if we engage. I don't think we need to fight them. I, I forget, do we have fire nearby? Because I can dip my well, arrows into some... There's a some... tree on fire. Well, but that's not really nearby. My, my point was, if I can get some fire here and wrap up some uh, wrap up my arrowheads in something flammable, I'll just keep shooting arrows at the tree. I think that's going to cause a problem. The main thing is the main thing, and the main thing is to find that thing that we're here mm-hmm. for. I think so, we like, should head south. Let's head yeah. south. Yeah. All right. You know, if the goblins aren't if the goblins aren't coming out to give us a hard time, then let's just move on by. It's stupid tactically, but you know, it's go- goblins aren't the worst. <laughs> but didn't we decide last time the tree was like sort of important to this area that we needed to get rid of it, or am I misremembering that? That, that was before we realized that the goblins weren't going to come after us for attacking it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I'm good with it. All right. Goblins are fine until there's a couple of hundred of them. So you're, so you're yeah. going to head uh, south to the area on the map that's more blacked off as opposed to uh, sort of southeast. Ho, ho, racism. No, no, no. That's, you're, you're reading into it. <laughs> Let's – okay. I'm sorry. I've, Iron Fist had you're, me all You're projecting. Up. So uh, southeast or, or southwest as the prongs go? Follow uh, the naked lady. Yeah. Or whatever that icon is. Can we see what we can actually see on the map, that big rib cage looking thing? Yeah, you can see that. That's about uh, 100 yards away. And if you're standing where Cat is, you can also see the corner of uh, a big cigarette. Oh. There's a big cigarette? A big cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) I don't smoke. 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 You got him. (laughs) So you can choose to go in either direction. Uh. What, what's the the detailing on the uh, ziggurat? I mean, is it like does it look like moss covered? So does it look four, like it was it's been kept it, up? It's about four stories tall, and uh, on the top there is uh, a, a big raven statue, and that is about fifty feet up. So the moment you kind of turn around, it's just dominating the skyscape. The moment you can see around it past the canyon. Never more, says it's I. It's huge. 
Huge. I bet it turns into something. Is there? Do you guys feel like maybe we should be trying to skirt past as many of these things as we can? Sure, so that they can bite us in the ass. Exactly. That's what I was That's say. a great idea. I like that idea. Um, well, is the pirate? Uh, I like booty. <laughs> using a ESP, what can I sense in the uh, surrounding area? I mean, any more goblins or any more things that may be alive sense, or at least animated? You can sense the goblins that uh, are nearby. Um, but you don't sense much other in the way of living creatures. Uh, certainly there's some uh, giant ravens flying in the air. Uh, as you look up at the cliff sides, you can see them feasting on uh, rotting cadavers. Oh. And between, on the way to that rib cage, if we go that way, I see uh, <clears throat> my wizard eyes see a number three, so we got to go between some of those statues again. Right. There's more of those giant statues of the uh, ske- skeletal riders. In the sky. Mm-hmm. Does my super freaky hearing pick anything up? Uh, other than the goblins <laughs> and uh, Ron Belmondo whispering something under his breath, you don't hear anything. Oh. Okay. Well, Promius is always quite brilliant. What do you want to do, buddy? Well, yeah, I already said I kind of wanted to try certain past these things. We had to kind of get really up on those skeleton statues for it to actually come to life um remember we went waltzing towards it so we could avoid waltzing towards it i say we just skirt past them i mean sure everything could just come to life and come attack us but um i think that that would be i mean do you think that's really what's going to happen here well the trick is these all look like proximity mines to me so Mm -hmm. while we're skirting one we're going to set another one off i mean we could just move on but that's what i see happening well, we got a good idea of the range on those uh, skeleton things. Um, I think our best bet is to go towards that rib cage because obviously the uh, ziggurat has uh, you know giant birds circling it and that are very much alive. So. Yeah. Do we know what the range is? I mean, we must know when the statue turned to life, and do we know if we can stay out of that range as we go past? The skeleton uh, It was when you were about, when you, you'd probably estimate about 500 feet somewhere inside that. Um, oh. Crap. Mm. That's big. Yeah, it's pretty big. Now, it seems like from your, from your vantage point, if you stay in the canyon, if you stay on the floors, they are high enough that as long as it's not uh, 500, you know, as long as there's accounting uh, for height, they're at least 500 feet above you. But okay. if you were to start climbing so we could, up, we could do it. would likely trigger them. Now, uh, I need so, our ranger to, to make a dexterity check. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the confidence. Yeah, hang on. I'm pulling up the character sheet. Wow, they've changed the character sheet. That's weird. Uh, hang on. Let me find my dex. Oh, that means you fail if you don't even know how dexterous you are. <laughs> uh, okay, so I get a plus one, so I'll roll a d20. Only Forbes has immunity to actually know what <laughs> No, it's it's not that. It's they changed the layout of the character sheet since mm-hmm. the last time I looked at it. So I see that. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much stumbling around okay. there. Roll a nine. All right, so then you um, turn when you hear the beating of wings, and in your stumbling... A giant raven is swooping down, seeing a still target. 
Um, never more. Never however, more. However, <laughs> it, it, its claws are only going to hit uh, armor class 12. So its claws are going to kind of snatch at your head, and then it carries off. But you can feel the, the wind sort of beating down on you as it, as it goes up, and it alights on top of one of the canyons and kind of tilts its head, looks at you, realizing that it's missed its opportunity, and sort of gives a, a menacing caw in your direction. <laughs> I suggest we light a torch each, and if they come, I mean, birds are afraid of fire, so if they come at us, we can wave wave it at them. Yeah, we, we, uh, we call that the, uh, the uh, strider maneuver. <laughs> Do you actually have torches? Did you buy equipment like that? Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I have torches. We've all got at least a couple of torches with us, yeah. yeah. I've been carrying torches for people for years. <laughs> nice try, Dia. Nice try. <laughs> I don't have a torch. I have two. Oh! Let you, let you borrow a torch. All right. So, and I'm assuming you have flint and steel. <laughs> so you're going to... So, oh so you're God. out here in the open. When did you become an Well, I'm just or? saying you guys are out in the open of this canyon... <laughs> And you're like, let's stop. Let's do let's, some weight let's, management let's stop here. And... Yeah, the audience will love that. <laughs> let's figure out the weight of your torch. <laughs> okay, so you guys have your torches, and you move in the direction of uh, the canyon. And I'm going to read to you from the module now. As you enter the end of this box canyon, you see a huge rib cage embedded into the clay canyon floor. The ribs stick some 15 feet out of the ground, and they all arch up to a large bone plate. It looks as if the creature that these bones had come from had some sort of shell covering it. Within the ribcage is a pile of men and women in various stages of decay and rot. Several of them call out pitifully to you, waving diseased limbs your way and begging to be rescued. Although even a large man could walk between the ribs, none of them are doing so. Around the ribcage are several decayed stumps that seem to be, da- that seem to be dangled in nets crafted from thick vines. <clears throat> so that's what you're seeing there. Can we see the other side of the Are canyon, we... or is the uh, rib cage too big? Um, you can see walls around the canyon, but uh, you can't really see past the rib cage too much. It's it's fairly big and it's full of people. So whatever is behind it, you don't see. Are we in shout shouting distance? Yeah, it's about 100 yards, so it would be like shouting from one end of a football field to the other, unless you'd like to move closer. Hmm. We can move closer. Okay, everybody has moved. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone needs to do a save versus paralysis at minus three. Awesome. Uh. What is that, a 1d20? Yeah. yeah. So uh, what you see is that a <laughs> a little party of goblins have been hiding oh, on no. the top. They've been hiding on the top of uh, that, uh, that shell, and they pop up, and they fire from a bone catapult a large net, and the net is weighted by skulls. And so oh. it is now filling up the sky, and you're seeing it come down. And it's going to catch everybody who fails this I, saving throw. I failed. <laughs> I think I made it. Yeah, you got to go high. Greater. <laughs> Equal or greater. 
I just we have torches, though. We can actually uh, <laughs> burn the net. Right? We better do something with those torches. For those of you who failed, your torches have dropped and snuffed out. Oh, come on. <laughs> but, Worst torches ever. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to buy the nice torches. Dollar store torches. Right. Okay. Oh, torches is still lit. Uh, Jack Random's torch has gone out. Okay. So Jack Random and Sander Vance are caught in the net. Who else is? I I'm free. Just made it, so I don't know if that works or not. And you used your minus three on your roll. Yes. Uh, 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 mine's a twelve, and I rolled a twelve with the minus three. So you rolled a nine, and you have to roll higher than your paralysis number, correct, Christopher? No, no, she rolled it. She rolled a fifteen. Minus three is twelve. Twelve is her. You got to be equal or greater. Okay, equal her save. Greater. All right. Okay. It's just the skin of my teeth. Jeez. Just, so you're out. So I need to. I need a roll call of who's out and who's in. I'm out. Uh, Promius is out. Out meaning Rayland is in. Okay. <laughs> so you're in the net. Oh, no. no. I'm stuck. Okay, you're stuck. All right, all right. So I think, I, I think I'm stuck, too. Jack Random's stuck, Yeah, Jack right? Random is stuck. Um, the goblins are starting to uh, uh, rappel down. They're just uh, lowering themselves on a rope to the ground and uh, heading towards the net. Now, those of you who are in the net, um, the vines are particularly strong, and so... Uh, you're going to have to do a uh, break down doors to try to break break that with your with your own strength. You can try to cut it, but it's going to take an edged weapon to get that done. And the goblins are approaching right now. So, uh, what does everybody want to do? I'm gonna pull out a silver dagger and start cutting. Okay. Now you're gonna have uh, you're realizing that because of the way this net is weighted down, it's uh you've got very limited motion. So you're kind mm-hmm. of trapped to the ground. Uh, so you can start doing it, but it's going to take you some time. Mm-hmm. You, you'd probably, well, no, you wouldn't have better luck with strength, Jack, because obviously no. your strength is <laughs> pretty bad. Probably stab myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Wrong. you're going to start working on that. Mm-hmm. And what is everybody else looking to do? What's the How ground made of? It's just like a hard them? clay ground. Sorry. Good. Yeah, you can move in and try to engage the goblins. Uh, if they're moving in, yeah, I'll attack uh, the nearest one. Okay, so you're going to attack one of the goblins. And, I'm sorry, can you tell me how many goblins there are again? There are eight. Oh shit! So, so you are you sure? So do you still want to run into run into that uh, that group of goblins, or do you want to? Well. Does it look like there'd be enough time to help cut them out of the net before the goblin showed you've got up? A turn, you've got a turn to either run and immediately engage or to try to uh, free your free your friends from the net. We want to free the wizards because they can do stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, are our, uh, are, our, are our hands mobilized in this net? <clears throat> like, can we still cast? Um, you're weighted down. You're, uh, think, uh, think Return of the Jedi. When, okay. So, okay. Yeah, I'll help cut them out. Revenge of the Jedi. Okay. So <laughs> now the the vines are loose, so you're going to get a minus to your uh, to your attack to to cutting these unless someone else is holding the vine taut for you. Are so, Cat and I the only two that are free? 
I think so. Belmondo's tree. Oh, Belmondo's tree. I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, he is. Okay, so... So what I would what I would like to do, and I know we can't meta this too much, but mm-hmm. I'm planning on hopping up to the nearest ground I can in a quick move and start shooting arrows to hopefully slow down the attack of the goblins while the other two people help get them That's out. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. So you're going to start – the only high ground, it's flat clay, so the only high ground is to start moving up the canyon wall. By kind of climbing up the canyon wall. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, just to, just to get myself <clears throat> slightly above ground level, as, as quickly as I can, as high as I can. So if it's like, you know, hop up on a stump, I'll do that. Maybe you can identify the leader and take him out and force them to do a morale check. That's a good idea. Yeah, is there anything then, about these guys? They all seem pretty uniform. And um, it, can Jack Random assist one of the wizards in getting out first? Uh, you like the are, one closest to him. Jack is trapped, so you can try to break. You can try to uh, to break open <clears throat> if you'd like. I have a pretty powerful dagger that should be able to slice through things fairly easily. You can't. <laughs> you you can't reach your weapons if they weren't already drawn. This net is trapped. You are trapped. I want to just make this clear. Those of you in the net, you uh, are trapped. The trap works. Get R2 to put out his little spindly thing, and maybe mm-hmm. he could... Yeah, so the best would be... So if you're trapped, you can try to, to saw at it. If you can get to your weapons, if they weren't drawn, you're probably not going to be able to Those reach them. Those who had torches, can they set it on fire? Yes, we can. So let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's streamline this and figure out exactly what everybody's going to do, okay? Those of you who are in the net, you're trapped. You can't draw weapons. Um, however, you can try to grab with your arms whatever strand is in front of you and pull it apart if you'd like to do that. Can Jack Random here with his uh, super hearing the uh, weakness in the fibers uh, as we no. move and wriggle? No, no. He, doesn't have a, he doesn't have a. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have a botany degree. Okay. Okay. What Jack Random is going to do is he's going to grab the vine that's restraining him. Mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and pull that taut until the person who's attempting to free us to cut that one. Okay. I'll, I'll cut that one. All right, so you're going to head over and attempt to cut that. Okay, so uh, what you're going to want to do then is uh, you, you have a, a – do you have a, a sharp weapon? Or do you I just have, have a mace? dagger and I have a sword. Okay, so you're going to use either your dagger or your, or your sword. Okay. Um, Okay, so you're going to get an automatic hit, and you actually have to roll for damage with whatever weapon you're using. Uh, I'm guessing I already had my sword out cause from the last battle, so I'm just going to use that because it's already at hand. Okay, so roll for damage. Four. Okay, um, you're about halfway through uh, sawing Wait. on it with your sword. Uh, so then the next person that's out is uh, John Freighter, Ron Belmondo. And what do you want to do? I think, honestly, Belmondo's best course of action is to engage the goblins and try to slow them down. Okay, so you're going Go to get them. So you're gonna crash into the goblin wall. Okay? I am. All right, so you Stay go. Stay my way. And uh, you're going to take on the lead one, I imagine. There's nothing distinguishing a goblin leader or anything along those lines. Oh, that's okay. I just want to make sure you know that. You can hit anyone that you'd like, and I select one at random, one that looks particularly fierce, one that looks especially large, one that's got especially f- fancy armor. Yeah, there's nothing special about any of them. 
Hit the one All in right. the front. That'll the fr- there you go. There's one in the front. <laughs> the one in the front. Let's go. Uh, 14. So you hit armor class. You're a fighter, so that'd be armor class one, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you do hit him. Okay. And you roll for damage. Uh, six points of damage. Okay, six kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't too bad, but it's enough that uh, it, it 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 takes a good slice out of it and causes it to stagger. Uh, the other goblins are soon catching up to this fleetest one. Um, and so you're bracing yourself for, for the counterattack that'll start the next turn. You're such a good fighter that you'll be able to probably get another swing in before then. And then our last free person is our ranger. And ranger, what are you doing? Okay, so now that he has sort of gotten in front of them, what are they, are they, are they going around him like water around a rock? Are they flanking him? What are they doing? It looks like some of them. They're just reaching him at this point, so your action is going to be either hold until next turn, and then you'll have a clearer view, or act now. But at this point in time, they are just getting to the line. Some of them are starting to go around him, but you don't know if they're trying to flank him or if they're trying to move past him. So this is okay. This so I'll the shoot the I'll shoot the nearest I'll shoot the nearest one to me that has that has made it slightly past him. I don't want to have any opportunity to shoot him in the back. Okay. But uh, I want to stop their slow their roll as much as I can. Okay. So. All right. So you're going to do and and you're still relatively even on the ground, correct? Still in the canyon floor. Y- 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if there was a stump, like I said, I hopped up on it. But otherwise, I didn't want to spend time moving. I'm trying to right. Stop no, I just it. wanted to make sure. Okay. All right. So that looks like an armor class six, which is probably not going to do it. No, it's not. It's going to just uh, bounce off of one of their shoulder plates, and the other one just Whee! goes over its head. Okay. So uh, that's my move. Okay. All right. So that's turn one. Uh, turn two. Cat, you're still going to be sawing. Uh, correct. Okay. So uh, you saw, and you can roll for damage. Okay. Two. All right. It's almost broken. The first strand is almost broken. It's just hanging on a little bit. Is it enough for him to be able to like pull it? Like he's pulling pull it, apart? it. He's pulling it taut right now for you, so that you can easier okay. cut it easier. And uh, his he's still not able to pull it. Unless you'd like Nick to take a uh, a breakdown door check and see if you can snap. I think it. I would. <laughs> Let's roll them dice, John Frader. <laughs> okay. Thank, thank you. I th- I think I heard him roll a double O. <laughs> <laughs> So while that's happening, I'll explain oh. what the goblins are doing. There is uh, eight of them. Four of them have uh, surrounded Ron Belmondo. The other four have moved past and are starting to spike the net even d- harder into the ground, which is uh, constraining you even more, those of you who are inside of it. Okay, I've been making it totter, right? Yeah, they're making it totter. I have a quick question. Go ahead. Um, so are we laying prone underneath this net? I understand we're trapped. We're prone, standing up, or we're flat on the ground. I'd roll a one. You're not standing up. I would roll a one d two. If it's a one, you're on your stomach. If it's a two, you're on your back, and you don't have the ability to roll from one to the other. Okay, one through two mm-hmm. is. I got a two on a one d four. Okay, so then you guys are both on your stomachs. 
Okay, so... You would be facing uh, the uh, oncoming goblins, though, because that's the direction you're so facing with the shot. That's, that's, so that's, that's my question. So can I cast a spell that only requires verbal and somatic ingredients? So speaking and finger-waggling. You can probably do that. Oh. Okay. Can I hypnotize in goblin? I do understand goblin. Can I hypnotize in goblin? And uh, that's you get a saving throw mm-hmm. versus spell. And if that fails, one d six creatures within the area become susceptible to suggestion. And I'd like to suggest to them that the tree is on fire again. All right. So they. Do fail the check, but that suggestion doesn't seem to change their actions. <laughs> what do I you suggest they go to sleep, man? Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen Star Trek? That wouldn't have worked in this situation. I have a vocal and somatic. Um, I don't know if you agree, but uh, I, I never play with materials. Um, <laughs> not whatever. <laughs> no. I just don't. I mean, I think it's one of those things that the DM says they exist in that world or they don't. Yeah, typically I don't either. Encumbrance, materials, things like that. Uh, eating. Okay. Uh, all right. So my my spell. My is, feeling is that all all power they should all be force powers. That would make it a lot easier. I agree. My 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 uh, my spell is sleep. It has V S and M. Since we're ignoring the M, it's V and S, local and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to cast Sleep. It's a 30-yard range. Take out as many of them as I can. Okay. It affects 2d4 hit monsters. Uh, 2d4. So, um, and there's no saving throw, I believe. Right. I think that the, um, so, yeah, I don't... Can you fine tune that so that you're not actually, you know, putting uh, Belmondo asleep? (laughs) That's what I was going to say. I think that that can actually put Belmondo asleep, too, because of the range of the effect, which might be a... Okay, um, it says, causes a, a comatose slumber to come upon one or more creatures. All creatures to be affected by the sleep spell must be within 30 feet of each other. The number of creatures that can be affected. Um, the center of the area of effect is determined by the spellcaster. Okay. So I should be able to choose the center of the area of effect such that it only hits uh, the most goblins and not any of our folks. Well, so half of the goblins are surrounding or like right around... Uh, Ron Belmondo. So you have a pretty good feeling that he'll fall asleep too if enough of them are impacted. The other four are around the net. And so there's a chance that you could make Sander Vance fall asleep. That's fine. Sander could do with a net. And he's light. He's light. Mm -hmm. You can carry him easily. He's used a spell anyway. What good is he? (laughs) (laughs) um, I'm running out of spells. Does that make sense to, to do it there? Yeah, sure. it just kind of depends on where you want to center it, at the closest goblins or at the uh, concentration around uh, further back. Um, I think further back, right, guys? I, I would think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to write, I'm going to roll uh, 2d4. Okay. Anyway, Jason, while, while he's rolling, just uh, to let you know, Nick rolled a 5, and that's a uh, roll earlier. Okay, so did he succeed? Or whatever that's worth. I'm not sure what his... Okay. Uh, what his breakdown doors is. What is his strength? Uh, strength is... Oh, strength is a, yeah, his strength is a 15. His strength uh, is a 15, so, so 7% chance. Yeah. Oh, Joe, quick. I think I did it. 
Yeah, I think you did yeah, it because it's... it was weakened, so it snaps. Um, but you don't find a lot of relief. You, you don't have any more freedom as a result of it. So how many people? Equal or less, yeah. yeah. How many people uh, hit or hit by this spell? Oh, uh, three, three. Three out of the five that are there. So. There's three out of five. I'm going to roll a 1d6. And if we get a six, then one of those three is Ron Belmondo. Oh, wouldn't you know it? Oh, well. Oh. <laughs> Adios, my friends. Please, avenge me. Snap time. So, so, so Belmondo and three of the goblins just sort of fall over on their face, and they are snoozing. Um, the other two... Um, or the, the yeah, the other two goblins are just uh, sort of looking around, but seeing that this threat is gone, they move up and uh, assist in staking down um, the net. They don't seem bright enough to know that it was the wizard who did this spell. So they're not. They think they've got you. They're not trying to attack you inside the net right now. In all fairness, the movie The Net with Sandra Bullock would do that to you. It would make you stupider. So, I get it. <laughs> Which is exactly what we've been talking about. All right. So, uh, I think our only person who is up top and awake is our ranger, played by Chris Porto. What would you like to do? There are five guys. Oh, did I get knocked out? Uh, you were working on... No, you didn't. But you were working on okay. the cutting the vine. You cut it a little bit more. And then Nick broke it the rest of the way. And so now the ranger has his turn. Excellent. Uh-oh. Has he del- got a uh, drone delivery that he's dealing with? He might He might be getting his washing machine. Um, mm-hmm. So in that case... Summoning a tag repairman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to roll for him. and uh, Actually, you know what? I'm going to have him do something helpful and just try to cut that one of those vines. And he cuts a second vine. So now two, vi- two vines straps are gone, but you guys can't get out yet. And the goblins have uh, continued to spike down. They are going to probably engage Cat and uh, the ranger on this next turn. So we'll start that next turn now, and we'll let our trapped people decide what they want to do first. Okay. Um... So where specifically is Cat and the Ranger cutting? So they are behind you. Um, You know that they're back behind you, but you can't see them. Mm -hmm. The goblins are right by you, and they've just sort of hammered your side. They've hammered the the, Mm -hmm. piece of the net that's in front of you, and they're starting to move around the side of you, uh, fastening more. So you've got a Mm -hmm. shot at about two or three of them right now. Um, unless you have an area of effect that can hit both sides or well, a bubble. I can summon monsters, um, but that didn't go so well last time. So, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to summon Monster Summoning 1, 2d4, first level monsters. Okay. So the 2d4 first level monsters, and do you have any preference for this? Five. I have no preference. Anything that can either chew on vines or chew on goblin. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
right. Well, keeping with the land that we're in, um, you find some of the giant ravens come down. How many giant ravens? Five. So five giant ravens come down, and uh, they are going to start attacking the goblins. Excellent. Nice. So do you want to roll for all those ravens, or do you want to do a group oh, a group attack? Let it all go in one roll. One Everything on red 36. Everything on red 36. Okay. Um, so Giant Raven, I have their uh, I have their stuff here right now ready um, because there are some of the monsters out here. Mm-hmm. And I can roll if you'd like, or you can roll a d20. Go, go for it, okay. Jason, the dungeon master. So they all hit, and they do six damage each. Um, they only get one attack. Uh, so they do six damage, and uh, one of them carries a goblin, manages to grab a hold of a goblin well enough to carry it off, and starts uh, pecking out its entrails up on the rock face. So there's four goblins left. They have been uh, stymied by this attack, so they're not advancing on Cat or the Ranger. And Promius, you can have an attack or an action as well. Okay. Um, I have one good spell left, and that's Blindness, and I can cast it on one of them. It only requires a vocal. Um, I'm wondering if it... I'll just cast it on one of them. Well, now that, well hey, uh, before before you do the spell things, I'm sorry, how many goblins are left? There's four now? goblins left, and all four... There, uh, Christopher was able to summon a giant raven to fight each goblin. So all four goblins are, are now in combat with a giant raven. Oh. I'm, at, I'm just going to chill. Okay. I'll yeah, like I was going to say, save your spell, because it's not like we're going to get a chance to rest anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So then uh, Kat and uh, Chris Porto, while you were gone, I just had you cut one of those vines last turn rather than shoot again. Uh, so sure. there's two broken vines. So now you two can decide what, what you'd like to do. Well, if the uh, ravens are uh, distracting the goblins, I'm going to um, summon an unseen servant mm-hmm. and give it my dagger so that it can start cutting, too. Okay. All right, so that happens. And um, so you're just going to do – that'll be one turn. So then your unseen servant can start cutting this turn. You'll just roll for damage. Uh, it's it's an automatic hit, and I assume that Jack Random is still being a helpful pirate Yes, <laughs> that's the only kind to be. Right, that's the way to go. <laughs> so then uh, that leaves our rangers move. Okay, so uh, I'll knock another arrow, the, the nearest goblin to me. I'll take a shot. Okay. And uh, how, are, there, are they within 30 feet? Yeah, they are. Okay, so I'm going to add, we'll add two to this die roll. Okay. So that's a 13, hits armor class two. That's a hit. I'm sorry, it hits armor class four. No, thirteen. Yeah, armor class two. Sorry. Okay, it, it hits. Okay, and damage seven. You know, as bad as things are going for us right now, I have to take a moment and say, I'm certainly glad we're not listening to Macho Man Randy Savage. Go ahead. So the arrow sticks into Carry it. Uh, it does not kill it, but this one is now uh, weakened even further. 
Um, the goblins attack, and uh, they are going back and forth with the ravens. Uh, one of the ravens is slain, and the others are all wounded uh, pretty severely. So you've maybe got one more round of, of, raven, of raven interference. Don't destroy that raven. I want that dead body. So they uh, now we're going to go and have our next round. So why don't we have Cat uh, and the Unseen Servant roll? Uh, how, what, how much damage? I'm sorry, Cat. I didn't see it. How much damage did your Unseen Servant do to the vine? Last, last oh, turn. last turn? Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually did not okay. roll. So Okay, it's so a 1d2 actually. So 1 and 2 and then 3 and 4 is 1 and 2. Okay. So. So two. Okay, so it cuts it a little bit, but it's still pretty strong. I'll give you. I'll I'll, I'll just cu- reveal. I'll pull back the curtain, and each strand has eight hit points. Your unseen servant's name is Brian Adams, and he cuts like a knife. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels so right. So wizards, do you want to do anything, or do you want to just chill and watch this uh, play out? I'm watching it play out, and I'm almost out of spells. Okay. Uh, Kat, do you want to try to cut again? Uh, yeah, I'm going to continue to cut. So for me, uh, four. For my servant, one. Okay. Um, that one, once again, is just down to its last fiber. That's seven hit points of damage to break the third strand. So you could do a strength check random, uh, or you could have someone else help you. It's up to you guys. I'm going to keep shooting. All right, so you're going to keep shooting. So go ahead and fire at one of the goblins, whichever one you want, the strongest one, the weakest one. All right, so this round I'll get two shots, Mm -hmm. both at point blank. So there's a hits armor class zero, and there is a hits armor class negative five. Okay, so those both hit. And this is the same goblin you're shooting at? Uh, Yeah. So first damage, second damage. All right, so that drops the goblin dead. Two arrows just go straight into its neck, and it grabs up and does its little squealy thing and drops down. Uh, the raven starts pecking at it, pecking at its eyes, uh, rather than going and attacking the next one. Unless, I guess, Boar, mm-hmm. if you have the ability to say, no, stop your natural instinct and attack. I, I can command them, but I was thinking of the ravens that are just pecking away at the corpses, mm-hmm. um, having them come and peck away at the vines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Absolutely. Okay. So they swing down. And I'm, I'm still trying to break the vine. Is that working? Yeah, the, yeah you just have, to, you just have to have that roll check. That, uh, that roll. So, uh, one of, so the ravens are each working on another strand, and with a quick snap of their beak, uh, they get about halfway through strands four and five. So two strands are broken. One is almost broken, and strands four and five are not yet broken. So next round, the goblins finish off, the last two goblins finish off the uh, the two surviving ravens that aren't, that were still in combat. So those birds are dead, and uh, they are starting to move around to stop Cat uh, from her progress. But they're not going to be able to attack you this round. You can still cut one more time before you have to ready yourself to receive or attack. Excellent. So I'm thinking the wizards are just kind of chilling out still, saving their spells. Uh, Porto, did you want to fire? Sure. I'll take another okay. shot. Nearest uh, nearest mm-hmm. goblin? 
That is a fourteen. Minus, so it's a minus. Uh, it's a armor class one. Hit. And there is six okay, damage. So that stops it, and it kind of grunts, forces itself forward. And so, Cat, you and your servant are working to break that vine. Uh, uh, six for me. Two for the All servant. Right, so it's broken. So now three strands are broken. You're starting to feel some relief. Uh, you're still sort of trapped to the ground, but the tightness is definitely gone. The ravens break a fourth. The last one is hanging on by a thread. You feel like if that last one breaks, you're going to be able to get out. Once, once the fifth vine breaks, you'll be able to get out. Should I break and that's it? That's where we end the episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you can you can Should roll a strength it? check to try to break it. John Frader, would you do me the honors? Oh, well, another strength yep, roll. Another strength check. Please. Okay, that would be strength. That is rolling that. Okay, the one. <laughs> Uh, six. If we're rolling low, he made it. If you're rolling high, he didn't. We are rolling low, correct? Therefore, it works. Yo! Yo! All right, so it snapped, and you all now have a way out. So those of you who are under the net can start uh, climbing out, and now the two goblins are suddenly surrounded by the larger party. Morale check! How many, how many turns until John Freighter wakes up? I looked at the uh, spell. It's five. It's five rounds per level. So until someone kicks me awake, I am tomorrow. Asleep. So yeah, five rounds, until next episode. Rounds. Okay. Um, Can I? Uh, I want to yell out in Orcish. Um, if you throw down your weapons and give up, you will not be slain. Okay. As I get up. All right. So they turn to you, and it's clear that you're going to be who they attack. <laughs> okay, <great. laughs> yeah. So let's let's start this turn. I'm going to give the party because you outnumber. Um, I'm going to give you the initiative. Um, do you want Christopher Bohr, the bo- the birds to make one last attack on the goblins? Absolutely. All right. They're in their weakened state. They snap their beaks, but they aren't able to do any damage. And so now, party, what would you like to do? Are they still up? Are they still? Uh, the pirate's going to kick roll roll Belmondo. So you're gonna so you're gonna run past everybody to the front of the line and kick roll Belmondo. Just for over the fun of it. And yeah. over and <laughs> over. You you wait, you put him in wait, a, you put wait, him in a coma. Oh, right in the. Yeah. I kick him in the head repeatedly. Oh my god. Um, There's a faulty towers episode in here somewhere. I'm sure. Why isn't this working? Okay. All right. Uh, can the spell be broken that way? Okay. Yes. All right. So um, I'm pretty sure you can just wake him up. Let me look it up That's real fine. quick. So he's working on that. What, what's uh, the rest of the party want to do? There's a couple of goblins left. They're bleeding. They're weakened, but they're not gone yet. Slapping wakes them. Yeah. Or wounding, you know, whichever. Okay. So uh, so you do that. Slap him. Ron Belmondo, you're uh, shaking off the effects of sleep, but you'll be back to yourself next turn ready to take an action. Aha! Thank you, my friend, for putting me back into the fight. My pleasure. All right, well, I'm going to take another shot. In fact, I get two shots this Go time. For it. 
So, uh, nearest one, point blank, point blank. Uh, okay, that's gonna be a seven, which hits armor class eight. So the second one's not gonna mm-hmm. hit. Damage on the first one is okay, nine. So that buries itself deep into the chest of the goblin. It drops to its knees and falls dead face first on the ground, leaving one who is raising its weapon, its little sword, to try to take a hack at Promius. But I'm going to let someone else who wants oh. to... If anyone has a ranged attack, Cat or anyone else, uh, wants to throw a weapon, this would be your chance to do it before he attacks Promius. I do not have a ranged attack. I'd, I'd have to uh, walk up to him. <laughs> so I guess run, run as quickly as I can over so to that you're goblin. On your way. Uh, the goblin hits armor class negative 5 mm-hmm. and does uh, 1d6 damage. Only does one damage, so Promius, your robes manage to uh, absorb most of that downward attack. But it's fast, and it raises its hand for another attack, but now, Cat, you are there, and you have a chance to attack. It gets three attacks per per turn, these little beasts. Oh. Jeez, Louise. Yep. Okay, well, uh, I'll attack. Okay, uh, go ahead and roll to hit. You've okay. got your sword, correct? Yep. Uh, 17. So Nice. That should hit, I would imagine, unless your Thaco is really bad. Um, no. So that should hit. And then uh, roll for damage. Uh, six. Six damage. Okay. You manage to slice its arm. It brings it down. Um, it's not dead, but it's out of the fight. It's at put it out of its misery time. So you can have your Unseen Servant stab it. Uh, sure. <laughs> so it just walks over, gives it the old Brutus to Caesar, and it's gone. It's dead. <laughs> A wound appears from nowhere, and it falls down. So, Ron Belmondo, you rise, and you're standing there with Jack Random. Uh, you notice that they're out of danger back by the net, but there are three sleeping goblins. I'm sorry. Yeah, three sleeping <laughs> goblins around you. Well, I don't see any cause not to dispatch these guys. Walk over to the nearest goblin and smash my sword in his All face. Right. So, so they die with one hit as you just uh, okay. execute each one of them. And While uh, Ron Belmondo is executing the goblins, can I call one of the surviving ravens to my shoulder and feed it a ration on it's my a shoulder? Giant raven? It would... Um... Oh, Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, can you get, How do you think he you, got that gnarled hand in the first place? <laughs> can you get an intelligence report from it? Can you send it up and show us a bigger picture? Oh, yeah, that's drone? a great idea. Can I Could we that? drone it? Can we turn it into a predator? Yeah, you can do that. Can we hit some rackings Or at with least it? ask where this uh, cave is that we're looking for? That's a great idea. Well, you summoned it, I mean, but it doesn't know anything about the cave. But it can clear out the map. Can it draw? Yep, it can show you. It can, it can explain the map. Ooh. Ooh. So now you it has to sing the door of the explorer song. <laughs> <laughs> it calls it. So uh, now there's the question of the cage. Still, there are people inside of it in varying degrees of decay, um, and uh, you're not hearing any any words. There's no no voice coming from any of the mouths, but. They're all kind of like waving their arms in your direction, and they look uh, miserable. Real quick, 
is there what is on the goblins? I mean, are they naked? Do they have tools? Do they have anything that maybe looks like a key? They, you don't. Well, if you want to check their bodies, you can. You don't find any keys. They have weapons and they have uh, loincloths and uh, just some basic armor. Um, but that's about it. Nothing. Nothing special. No notes home. I take the loincloths. <laughs> what type of armor? You gonna take? What type of armor do they have? I'm just wearing a leather shirt. I'm kind of hurting just a, here. It's just okay. a bone armor. It's it's bone heavy. Armor? Is it better than a leather it's shirt? It's better than a leather, leather shirt, but it would probably uh, take away any dexterity bonus you have. Oh yeah. Plus, okay. Never mind. Plus it chafes. It chafes horribly <laughs> and it <laughs> smells like goblin pits. <laughs> so you have a decision to make. Right now, you have uh, dispatched these goblins. There is this giant tortoise skeletal structure with all sorts of rotten-looking people inside in various stages of decay. They can't talk. They're waving at you. They could walk through the rib, the ribs if they wanted to, but they haven't. And you now know what lies in the map. And so we're going to get your decisions next time on Sci-Fi Writers playing old-school D&D. This episode of Sci-Fi Writers Playing Old School D&D was brought to you by Lethalaxis. It's like a little bit of Eldar magic in your mouth. I'm Chris Porteau, author of the Legacy Fleet novel Avenger, the First Swarm War Book 2, your host and producer of this podcast. Our executive producer is Jason Ansbach, author of Till Death. Kevin G. Summers, author of The Bleak December, designed our epic logo. You can pick it up on hoodies and shirts over in our Green Dragon Loot Shop. The shop's logo was created by the lovely and talented Guinevere Boar, our magic user's spousal unit. Go check out the Loot Shop, our bios, and more at oldschooldnd.com. That's O-L-D-S-C-H-O-O-L-D-N, as in Nancy, D.com. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. 